Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S, that is, at Egberto Willie. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to... To one more edition of Politics and Ryan, I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. In fact, uh, we are we have a correspondent, a journalist, a activist, um, real estate agent that came in live with a report that you've got to see. I mean, but before I, you know me, I have to give a narrative uh, before we get started. But here's the deal. Let me first go ahead and, no, before we get into the show, oh my God, uh, I want everybody who hears my voice, the first thing I'd like you to do, if you're watching us now, please share the program. Why do we need to do that? Because if we share in the beginning, the more people see it right away. You know, this is independent media. Independent media needs your support. Sorry about the lighting. I'm having to use a secondary camera because of some con conflicts and so forth we had with going to the new Wirecast software and then back having to back back to the old software. So we have a whole lot of re-cleanup to do. So for the lighting, it's not going to be all that good. Uh, that said, look, I want everybody to realize what's happening in CDI. We're getting into the show. But remember, Donald Trump is effectively or has effectively caused the death of scores of people overseas by simply, by simply acquiescing to Turkey's uh, leader on a telephone call. That is the power of the presidency. That is the power of the presidency, and somebody who knows not how to use it should not have it. I am telling you from a point, understanding the power of the presidency, when Bush number one, decided that Manuel Antonio Noriega, he didn't like him anymore. He decided he was going to take Manuel Antonio Noriega out, the dictator of Panama. And he went in, and to get what he wanted, that one man, thousands of Panamanians had to die. The presidents, the, the power of the American presidency, we need to start being very careful with it, lest what you see blow right back. Let's be careful of the things that we do. Now, Donald Trump is directly responsible for all that bombing, for all that war that you're seeing right now. Remember that. Anyway, title of the show today, title of the show today is Activists, uh, Activist Real Estate Agent Robbie El Caban exposes an inconvenient truth about Terry Pyler Studios. Yep, 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 yep. It was all fanfare at Tyler Perry Studios when it opened recently. All fanfare. Uh, unfortunately, as activist real estate agent Raviel Cavan points out, there is much more to the story. The report by activist real estate agent Cavan from Tyler Perry Studios, it's the encapsulation of capitalism and its virtual, sometimes physical, wall. Caban has always had a passion for the entire community she is a part of, not only her immediate neighborhood, but all within her community. If you know this woman, if you listen to this woman, you understand that she is someone who, in as much as she's into real estate, she wants everybody to have a fair break. She understands. She has appeared on the Tamara for Georgia program several times vociferously, exposing the hypocrisy 
in Atlanta's government and private sector for all who would listen. Today, as I appeared on Tamara for Georgia, Robbie was out in the field. She provided a narrative that all that in all the accolades Tyler Perry is receiving, there is a type of cancer within our economic system that goes mostly untold to the masses. We examine that today. But I want to go a, a, a little uh, further because I don't think a lot of people are going to first initially listen to this story. Uh, African-American folk, Notice I didn't say black folk, I said African-American folk because that is who I mean in this particular entonces, in this, in this are probably going to get somewhat upset on not understanding exactly what I'm saying, not understanding the respect that I have for Tyler Perry and for the reason that I'm going to say some of the things that I'm saying. Then, of course, you're going to have the folks that are prejudiced out there that are that just gonna love. Oh, you see what you, you you see what happens, and they're gonna use Tyler as a poster person to dog the people in that community we're gonna be talking about. So you can't win in a story like this. But this is a story that has to be told. This is a story that folks need to understand. This is a story that people need to see. And notice I said also see because you hear things many times. It's just antiseptic. You don't understand what you're hearing. You don't really get the point of what you're hearing. But when you see it, really, really see it, then it makes sense. I, I respect Tyler Perry. I never liked his most of his movies, the, the Madier character. He always seemed to have a thing to, in my opinion, that is, uh, successful, What the, who I would consider... Many of the people in his movies that were successful black men, it always turned out that they were villains. They beat their wives or they did something and to the rescue came the working class guy. I had no problem. I had a problem that he had, to, he had to demonize professional black men in those days in several of his movies to uplift the working class guy. I thought you should always uplift everybody. The working class guy and everybody. So I had problems with that tonality in his movies. But I also had problems with the Madia character. I had problems with something that Spike Lee, uh, you know, Spike Lee called it, uh, we had enough buffoonery in the past. And that is how I used to envision his, well, that's how I envision a lot of his Madia characters, as a buffoonery of African-American people. Of course, what I've been told many a times from men in the ADOS movement but hell, you're not African-American, you're just black, so you don't get it. So I, with that, I step back and I say, okay, if you are okay with that kind of characterization of what being African-American in America is to some, that's fine. I have a different view, a different look at it, but I stand back. What I can tell you, and as much as I disagree with those things with Tyler Perry, I have the utmost respect for him because he came into this system, he worked this system, he beat this system, and he did everything better than most in this system. What do I mean by that? Tyler Perry is the ultimate capitalist. Tyler Perry is probably the best capitalist in this country. Tyler Perry lived in a car. Tyler Perry had a difficult upbringing. Tyler Perry never finished high school. Tyler Perry got a GED. But Tyler Perry showed that with the power of his conviction, he could go out there and do something. And he could be just as good as the richest person in this world to succeed under this economic system. He proved that. And I think that's important. I think it is important for people to understand what this guy did in that respect. He is the ultimate capitalist. Now, I am completely against the type of capitalism we practice. And you know what? In being the ultimate capitalist, he did exactly the same thing all capitalists do. Oprah did. Beyonce did. Jay-Z did. They all did. The guy who saved Watson or whatever his name is, Wilson, I believe, 
that gave $40 million to the black university to pay off the debt of those students. They all did the same thing. I am going to, uh, what I want to do is I want to play Robbie Caban's piece that she did today. Very, uh, a wonderful piece that showed the reality of the neighborhood where Tyler Perry's, the fort, it's on a fort, old fort, uh, where Tyler Perry Studios are, walled off from the community, a community that ultimately likely will be destroyed. It's, uh, it, it's, in, it, it is, it's savvy who it is will be destroyed because of the studio, but should not have been had he not follow the capitalist model. And I'll explain on the other side. So let's go ahead and listen to this wonderful piece done by Robbie Caban, and then we'll talk about it on the other side. Check this out. Welcome to a special edition of Politics Done Right. I'm here with Robbie L. Caban in Atlanta, Georgia. She is what I call an activist real estate agent. And she goes around the neighborhood, folks, and she really tells the truth about what's going on out there. Robbie, welcome to Politics Done Right. How are you doing today? Thank you, Alberto. I'm glad we could do this on the fly. Look, let me tell you. First of all, I must tell, I, I must give uh, grave kudos to uh, you on a pro on the, the Tamara for Georgia program earlier today. I saw you going through the neighborhood, and what you showed us told me I had to get you live. How are you doing, Robbie? Um, you know, I'm I'm good. I ha I'm fine. I can take care of I can take care of myself. I can provide for myself. I'm. You know, this is about what is happening outside the walls of this compound of Tyler Perry Studios and what the media is showcasing and what these people are, are living like. And I'm going to get right into it because this is something that is just driving me nuts. Me tiene, me tiene mal. And no I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to exploit anybody or anything. But right here, just to give the viewers some context, this is this is a, a wall that's behind this 300 acres that Tyler Perry owns. And as you can see, City of Atlanta, tree removal, zoning application, they're taking care of what they need to take care of for him. But this, this gentleman, Benito, at this bus stop, as you can see, this guy has no shirt on, right? Sorry, sorry about that. And, and we're here in, in the heart of Atlanta, and you see this? This used to be a gas station that got bought. Right. And actually, I, I, there's there's nothing here. It's a, it's a food desert. This, this compound of 300 acres that he's so proud everyone's so proud he he owns it outright no corporate sponsors he got that at a deal for land from city of atlanta because he was supposed to help this community he was supposed to help this community and this 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 mierda wall hasn't even come down i want you to see how far this wall goes and this is oakland city and none of these people are being hired and it's a city engagement problem. The process is a problem. This is a MARTA bus stop. There's not even a shelter here. And there this is right with... outside of Tyler, Tyler Perry's yes. studio. Yes, this is the wall blocking his studio. So in other words, Tyler, Tyler Perry got his wall before <laughs> Donald no, Trump got his. the wall was his. there. Well, the wall was there. It was a, a, it was a fort. Right. This was a fort, about 500 acres. He got 300 acres. and. Look at what we're spending on our city for waste management. We're going to pay for this because he needs sewers to do this. Pero he, and these are our city council right here. This is all of our city council, the president and the at-larges. Our at-larges are, let me show their names, Julian Bond, Matt Westmoreland, and Andre Kins. These are three at-larges, okay? Meaning they're responsible for the city as a whole. And I, I'm, I'm just... I mean, I'm, again, I'm not trying to thank God there's a bus stop there. I'm not trying to exploit anybody, pero, chacho, mira este hombre. Mira lo que te voy a decir. Esto es como va la vaina siempre. It is, this is how it is all of the times, right? As it turns out, we have uh, on TV, you know, Robbie, what you're showing there, right, I think is very important because of this matter. How comes as they showed all the great fanfares, I think you told the story on Time Enough for Georgia earlier today, about there being fireworks and great fanfare yeah. to this right yeah. behind those walls. And yeah. right behind those walls are territories and properties that were gotten on the cheap because of the blight of the area. 
Yeah, I mean, they basically, you know, we had neighborhood associations who lobby. You see the sign that says, I buy houses? Right. Well, so they, 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 they lobbied City Hall because, because they're not representative of the community collective. And they got tours throughout this area. And now on Campbellton Road, this whole block is boarded up. And everybody is getting flipped and pushed out and foreclosed on and displaced. And, you know, city of Atlanta has such a, uh, como se dice, a, a, a corruption problem right now that they're too busy trying to stay out of jail because of the indictments, the federal probes. That- me, look, look at this. Look at, I mean, you know, and there's seniors in this community. You know, there are people who have lived here throughout this whole you know, mierda, and they're not getting anything. He has to, how you doing? So let me ask you something, Robbie. What's going to happen to... Go ahead, sir. What's going to happen with the prices of all those boarded up homes now that the Tyler Perry studio is right down the road? A wreck every day. This is, I'm sorry, Berto, this is one of our residents. Oh, let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. Sure, sure. He's telling me about almost like a potential road hazard. Go ahead, sir. Hey, let me ask him for me what he th- thinks about the, uh, the studio taking over the area. Mm-hmm. It's a safety hazard. I got you. I'm, I'm going to come back and I'll try to get this info. I want to know, what do you think about the Tyler Perry studios here? I I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What did he well, say? Well, there you have it, sir. I'll be right. He said he hasn't seen any difference. <laughs> and of the gate not. is there. It's exactly. I'll he doesn't right need back, to see so a difference. There's a wall. I'll come back. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, so he's. I'm gonna go back and talk to him. He's saying here there's a safety hazard. I'm gonna go back after the show, but look, you can see here these boarded up houses. What was your question? Mira, look how City of Atlanta has us. It's even a hazard to walk in these streets. This man is walking with a cane. Right. Now let me let me ask you this, Robbie. What's gonna happen sure, to the sure. prices of those homes in that area? All those boarded up homes. Oh, they're gonna skyrocket. Homes. They're gonna skyrocket. These people are holding. These are LLCs. This is market manipulation is being allowed. There are brokers who have been in this area who deal with wholesalers, which operate off-market transactions. They're not even putting them on public market. And we have an affordability and a housing crisis and a, homo, a homeless crisis. And look at all these houses that are here. Look, they're not even closed, Egberto. Look at this. Anything could happen to people in this situation. And these people don't pay any higher taxes than anybody else. And this is right here across the street from the Tyler Perry Studios that Michelle Obama, and my God, I have an immense amount of respect for Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey and Beyonce and anybody who makes something like that of themselves. But how does nobody know this? Now, let me tell you, I, I am I'm happy that you say you have respect for all these people, right? Unfortunately, I don't share the same <laughs> the same respect you share because I tell you, uh, there's a there's a there's a cancer within our system. Uh, when because again, think about how Tyler Perry was able to get the properties that he have on the cheap. How was he able to get it? At whose behest was it? Who are the people that now victimized? by what has occurred with that studio. Nobody tells that side of the story. They tell the side of the story of one man. One man being able to monopolize on the misery of a lot of people. And by the way, Tyler Perry is no different than any other capitalist in this country. I don't wanna I don't want to hold it against him. Right, right. He's no different than any other person who does the same in Houston, who does the same in New York. Uh, where they, uh, you know, they, they called it by many names, gentrification or whatever. Right, what right. happens is that poor people get screwed. This is an example. You asked about the houses. They're going to get flipped. Right. This will be a three hundred, you know, $400,000 house, you know, and they got it for nothing. Right. They, and, and none of the people here, have, they have been hired, you know, and see the cat. We buy cash for your house. They they literally unloaded these, these investors and wholesalers and cash buyers and agent investors with all this generational wealth on these people who, who could not defend themselves 
you know, this is obviously low income housing and I'm out here a lot and you see people and, you know, they have their animals and, you know, they, they it's just the basic quality of life. But right. look right here across the street. We, it's all boarded up. Boarded Robbie, up. Board, how you doing? How you doing? Robbie, let me I'm tell here. you something. Your story, this story here, is the story that's never told at the time that these things are occurring. And I think this is why we need a lot of, first of all, activist real estate agents, activist journalists doing the work out there. So I want to thank you so kindly for, uh, for, for calling in to uh, Politics Done Right right after you got off the Tamara for Georgia show. Because I tell you, when I, uh, when I saw you on that show today and I, sh I saw what you had to show us, uh, it was, we have to open this to a bigger audience. I, I, before, I, I don't want anybody to sit back and think this is a, is a, a personal hit on Tyler or, or any other wealthy uh, person, or specifically wealthy person of color or whatever. But what I do believe is a wealthy person of color, given their upbringing and given where they came from, should understand right. what the system has done to people for so long. And that exactly. they, when they bec become that person into that field, that they would do, uh, that they would do better, uh, better if they use that capitalist structure to uh, to to excise or extract right. from the community. The least you can do is put back. Iaki, this is right. You're exactly, but this, this is a flip. So you see them holding, you see them flipping here. That's right. a lockbox. Right. And look, we don't even like the people can't even walk here. Right. You, you know, and, and we're going to come here and you're going to see more boarded up houses. You know, what they do is they call these people and then those people evict the people who's renting there. They don't renew their leases. And we, we wind up, you know, it, it, here's the bottom line. You know, you the, the people who are being maligned by this, there's one consistency are poor black people. Right. Period. That's the one consistency here. It's white people of affluence buying, it's black people of affluence buying. Right. But the one consistency here is the only people being heard and maligned are poor black people. Imagínate Period. eso. Lo mismo siempre que pasa. I mean, it's a little crazy in Atlanta because you see this and you're like, well, shit, I'm sorry. We, we have a black mayor. You know, we, we have black council. We have, um, you know, I'm, and that's why I'm like, this is not a tale of two cities anymore. They used to say that, like black and white and underneath I-20, the main interstate. This is this is the third. And and it's, it's affluence, you know, and then it's poor black. Well, you know, I mean, Robbie, I, I, I did, we did several shows on the reality is all these things about race and so forth race is just a tool for the capitalist the reality of the matter is it's deeper than that it's all about who has the capital and it doesn't matter who has the capital they are the ones who will continue to extract they are the ones who will continue to succeed Robbie, uh rob rabbi caban let me tell you i want to thank you so kindly for uh, being in front of the tyler perry studios and bringing us this report letting america see what it's like it's not always what you see on tv the fanfare that you see on tv is not it sometimes it's a lot deeper than that yeah i mean it's not the whole picture i guess i'm not trying to take away from what he's done it's a major accomplishment but at the end of the day like let's like this let me try to turn this around so you can see oh i'm sorry hold on okay Aki. This is, you know, Campbellton Road and Tyler Perry's right down the street and his walls up. And, you know, this is Venetian Hills and all these houses are boarded up. You know, they have allowed them to, there's, there's not even a Marta bus stop for the people. Thank God there's a sidewalk. But the people walking around, you see, these are regular people and they're not being hired. They're not being hired by Tyler Perry. Right. How well. you doing, ladies? Hi. And, and the weird part is, you know, I just walked by those ladies. I didn't want to exploit them. But, you know, these people, they, they don't know me. They wave. They say hello. And it's baffling. Que, que, um, Tyler, I mean, he used to live in a, a, a car. In a car. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I just don't understand. I don't understand. 
that is what that is what uh, that is what the folks that reach a certain level learn. There's a certain degree of uh, of less empathy that somehow comes along with capitalism. I hate to say it that way, but that seems to be what what we get. Well, Tamara and I were gonna, you know, maybe chat about this. Maybe we can all do it together. That there's like some. I don't know if it's a. Um, it, what do you call internalized white supremacy? Like, why are you telling people to pull their pants up or? What does that have to do? Let me tell you, I, I'm glad that you said that inter, internalized white supremacy. White supremacy has little to do with whiteness. White supremacy has to do with capitalism, with whiteness used as a tool, with racism used as a tool. Once we understand that, we will actually see that uh, that's the, why you can have a Tyler Perry, a Oprah Winfrey, and and a Beyonce and still have this deep sense of a particular group of people being aggrieved. But you know what is the interesting thing, Ravi? Uh, what's going to happen is, is as you extract more out of these folks, right? As you extract more, you run out of people from whom to extract and guess who you start extracting from? The people that used to be the Supremes. So white supremacy has nothing to do with whites in the long run. In the long run, this system eats everybody. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I just, as a city of Atlanta taxpayer, you know, I, I'm a homeowner, I'm a business owner, and I pay for these bonds, and I pay for these streetscapes, and these infrastructure, I pay for it all. Yes. I pay for our schools, and I don't even have kids, and I don't mind that, because I know that the kids have to go to school, and I... You know, it, that's going to affect me, too. If they don't go to school, obviously, they're going to be doing other things. But right. I'm looking at this, and we, you know, we funded this. We, right. we funded for-profit tours to come to our communities that have left us like this. We funded Tyler Perry. We allowed him to buy land at 300,000, you know, 300 acres on the low because he was supposed to help this community, you know, and that mierda wall hasn't even come down. There and instead... Go. All these people came and gobbled up all these people's assets and kicked everybody out. Right. Sad. And there are solutions. There are solutions. Like he, he has to hire unionized people. So we don't. We our, our folks are not union because Georgia is a right to work state. So he, he has to bring in all these outside people. That's why these people aren't being hired. You know. And what what has happened is on the neighborhood association level, the affluent people get on his committee his community engagement committee, which is, is laughable because they couldn't even vote. They had to change the bylaws because they didn't have quorum. That's how disconnected from the community they are. And, you know, they look down on these people. They say, oh, these people can't even pass a drug test. Well, these people came here, you know, foreclosing on their other properties, buying up these properties in the low, getting on these committees, and then leveraging their positions for personal interests. They become consultants for these nonprofits. They become consultants. Their businesses become consultants. That's the story of the Capitol View Neighborhood Association president, you know, a couple years ago. He's a consultant for a huge nonprofit, any case his company is. They personally benefit from the city engagement structure and the people who were supposed to benefit, the people who were supposed to, don't get anything. Right. They get the boots. Right, right, wow, wow. Board Are you walking up, towards the, the, the Tyler yes. Perry studio yes. now? Yeah, yeah, yes. Right here's the wall. You can see it. Okay. And, and here, look. No hay ningún. There's no sidewalk here. Look at this. Right, right here, right? 17,000 studios, a tribute to Oprah. Fireworks, you know, a tribute to Emira. Right. Look at this. You know, you see that man in the red shirt? He, I mean, I guess he put on a shirt now. I don't know. He's picking out of the garbage. Yeah. He's literally picking out of the garbage. And don't tell me these people don't want to work. I know they want to work. I used to run a community center. Everybody called me for work. They are not having true engagement. How can you? Look at this wall. Right. The wall separates, right? Yeah. Oh, he's pointing. Oh, mira, this tree is the pole. And see, these people, they know what's happening in their community. Yeah. You know, he pointed out this manhole. Look at this overgrowth. That's revenue we could get from these LLCs that holding. Where the hell is the city? Right. Right. Robbie Caban. <laughs> Mira, mujer. 
Muchísimas gracias por este, este reportaje. Wow. Here's his compound, you know, good for him, de nada. Robbie, Robbie Caban, I think uh, I see something in the background. What's that in the background? That's the wall dividing Tyler Perry Studios and City of Atlanta side from the community of Oakland City and Southwest Atlanta. In other words, there's a wall that divides. Oh yeah, definitely. Here, let me let me show it to you. And and there's our they're removing trees, zoning applications. So City of Atlanta is completely aware because you see they're getting all these permits. Actually, see the razor wire on the right. top. Yes. Okay. And then. What is left for the community, the actual community, you know, that made to some degree, you know, so to a degree, him who he is. I mean, look at these, look at these bathhouses. They don't even have a shelter right here. Right. This wall goes all the way down, you know, and, and, this, and the folks, you know, there's one food mart. It's a food desert. There's no businesses. The manholes are not covered. Our seniors, there's not even a sidewalk. And the sad part is, is when the elite people come and lobby, you know, for this, they lobby for the agenda. They want sticking a person of color in front, but really what people here need are jobs, are access to credit, are, you know, massive density, affordable housing, but the people who move here who are elite, they don't like density because they can't afford to live in Smyrna, Vinings, the affluent people, affluent, you know, cities in Atlanta. So they try to turn this area into where they can't afford. That's wow. why they don't allow parking at the public parks. They don't want people to come here. And I, and I, I don't say that lightly because, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken with them for quite a while. And it, you know, if you support bike lanes and you support things that you want, but you don't support holistic development, what does that say? I can't do anything but interpret your action with what you're doing. Robbie L. Caban from Atlanta, Georgia in front of the Tyler Perry Studios. Well, I should say in front of the Tyler Perry wall, the wall that separates the studio from the neighborhood they bought on the cheap. Thank you, Robbie. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Bertha. Okay, now that was the report from, uh, from, from uh, Ravi Caban. Now, I want to play a little off thing that we did later because, uh, you know, after I cut this stuff up and... Uh, I was listening to, you know, after we, we did the report part and then we kind of started shooting, uh, shooting the bullet at the other end. She said something that, that I thought was kind of funny. And I'm gonna, I, before I brought it on, since we did it after the report, I, you know, I said, hey, is it, uh, is, it, is, is it okay if I showed my audience it? Because it has something to do, those of, those of us that, are, that come from Latin countries, um, we have a tendency to, to say certain things, and I just kind of wanted to share this one with you. So check this out. Mira, eso era súper bien. Lo tengo que contar y hacerlo todo ahora porque, mira, eso te, te estoy diciendo, hombre. Uh, eso se hace llorar. It is. It, especially when these people are so nice. Let me go talk to this old guy I told him I would. Especially cuando la gente, I mean, when you're like, you know, if this was Latin America, Fucking Ecuador up in our, these people are lucky. Esta gente son docile. Yeah, I know. You know, maybe through the, the <laughs> you know? Hey, don't like, fall in a hole. No, I'm fine. <laughs> if I hit on camera, that would be so funny. <laughs> um, but basically, seriously, they're very lucky. These people are so docile. Clearly, it's been beaten out of them, literally. What's the temperature out there today? Oh, it's gorgeous here. Wait, it's really lovely. Good. All right, sweetie, I know you got work to do. I'm hey, gonna thank, to hey. Muchas sure. gracias, está bien? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, chao, chao. Bye. Okay, before I get busy, it seems like I have a phone call now. If the person on the phone wants to talk, please push the number one. Otherwise, I think you're just listening. So if you want to talk, please push the number one. And then I'll know that uh, you, you actually want to be on. Oh, I guess you want to talk. All right, come on in. Line number one, 713, you're on. So I have been in Atlanta, Georgia, back and forth to Houston for the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. I've made 30-something trips this year. And I've seen this studio from the outside because I don't have the credentials to get inside. Right. The funny thing about this is America is a capitalist system and the people who are playing the most socialism in it is black people. Mm -hmm. 
And my problem with this is it don't matter what we like. That's what it is. And so we are being left behind as overall as a result of it. And what you're seeing, and I hear what the lady is saying, and I understand what she's saying. The problem is that the people in those communities need to be brought forward economically so they can afford to live where they want to live. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them are older and retired. I understand. But you've got able-bodied young people out there that are running around 30 years old. See, the problem is black people aren't connecting with other black people. I'm there most of the days. I'm there 20-something days out of the month. I'm going to probably try to meet this, this Robbie lady at some point you to should. have a conversation and to find out what's going on. But, but here's the thing. Man, I'm sitting here trying to connect with black people over the past year and a half and trying to get us to hook up to each other and let's be a part of moving, making good jobs because other folks have moved there from other countries and stuff and locals and made good money, but they moved north. They, they live north. So you know what the black lady told me? You don't want to talk about black people. Let I mean, we have skills and talents, but we aren't even trying to bring people like, as we call it, people like us. We have to bring into good jobs paying sixty, seventy, eighty, hundred thousand dollars a year. Other folks can do it, but we aren't even doing. We don't even have that vision in our minds. So I can't stop the gentrification machine from happening. But you can be and a part see, of it. I pass through there every time from the airport. What is your name, sir? Because you are saying something that I think is very important and that I, that I also want to push back a bit on. First of all, I want to say that I agree with you with most of what you say, but I want to put a heavy pushback on you on something else. What's your name? Mm. It's Rafael. Uh, well, let, let me tell you what I want to tell you, sir. And it goes as follows. You're right. I mean, it's, it's hard. Um, it, it is hard. I mean, that is what the ADOS movement is pushing for. And to tell you the truth, I'm not a fan of the ADOS movement. But that said, I think what it's important for people to realize is that slavery, or, or not only slavery, but uh, the, the condition that many folks are in, uh, it's not physical. It's all mental, right? In other words... Uh, you are in a mental. You are in a mental state that tells you cannot accomplish mm-hmm. what we have with somebody like Tyler Perry. And I don't know if you saw the beginning of the show. I gave all kudos to Tyler Perry. I consider Tyler Perry the ultimate capitalist. I consider Tyler Perry one of the best business people in this country, bar none, better than the Bill Gates of the world because he did it from a. He did it from behind. He wasn't even in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I accept that. Right. I acknowledge that. I really do. What I think is absolutely wrong, and then when I say wrong, is we know. We, look, Tyler Perry is an exception. Tyler Perry is an exception in that he superseded the bad things that have happened to him, and he went ahead and used it as a, as a springboard. Most people don't have that makeup, whether you're black, white, blue, or whatever. So therefore, if you're white and you, didn't, and, you didn't, and you never had to start where Perry start, you never had to see that to grow out of, so you can be successful just for being average. The average black person that you have a problem talking to, sir, is be, it's conditioned. I used to feel in a lot of ways like you. Why the hell don't we put, look, I form my own companies. I've I've created companies and done all of that. And my first thing used to be, before I developed the right, the appropriate empathy, was why can't they do that too? And the reality is the conditions were different. I'm from Central America with a mother and father that told me there was nobody better than I was and I was better than nobody. I came from a country and a culture that said I could achieve anything I wanted to achieve in life. And I believed it and I did it. But most of these people don't hear that, they don't see that, and they don't live that. Okay, so we. Well, well, so I came up in this country, but I believe what you're saying because I've seen what you're saying. Right. But we are traveling. We are ready to go. We are standing up selling for white people. This, I have a black lady who's a native Atlanta friend who says, you know, you know not only did she say, I'm not want to talk about black people, she said, I personally don't like dealing business with black people. I'm like, golly, this is a part, but this. It's heartbreaking. This is the land of freedom. It is. 
But you know, and let me make one more point before I get before I get pushed out here. I'm not saying you're pushing me out, but I'm, no, no, while sir, I got a chance I, to sir, this point. is politics done right. I have another video to show, but forty million dollars. Hold, hold on a second. Forty sir, million dollars. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me first tell you, but I don't know if this is the first time you're listening to my show. I have another video to play. No, I've listened to you. Okay, I have a, yeah. another video to play, but I'm not going to play it because I like where you're taking the conversation. I've always told my my listeners that this show belongs to you all. So continue. So, so my point, here's the point I'm making, and I'm not taking away from anybody. I'm trying to build up. Builders don't take from you. They help build things. And I'm trying to help build people who, don't, who aren't even thinking the way they should be thinking. It's abnormal. But a guy goes out and funds $40 million for a school uh, loan, student loan. My point, I got two issues there. Why didn't you put, why don't some of these people put five or $10 million into business access, business development, for those of us who want to do it and who know what we're doing and have a plan? Sir? So if, that's one of the things that changes the game for sir, us on the, on the if street. If you take a look at what I said about the guy who gave all that money to pay off the student loans for uh, those folks at that university, I don't remember the name of the university, that is some of the things that I was talking wow. about. I was talking about paying. Mm -hmm. yeah, can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Okay. What I was telling, yes. the, what I stated was that paying that bill for those students didn't say much because he got it, it for him. That was an investment in his company because the turnover mm -hmm. that he gets, uh, the tax break that he takes from that, the, the, the free publicity that he gets from that was way over the $40 million that he put there. So what my, you, you are making my point. You are making my point. If these mm -hmm. people can, well, it, let me tell you the point you're making for me, sir. The point you're making for mm -hmm. me is as follows: If these people of color who became billionaires really cared about that step you're talking about, lifting all out, then they would invest that money into not the things that give them free publicity, but the things that really mm -hmm. matter. As an example, let me give an mm -hmm. example of what Tyler Perry could have done. Tyler Perry got 300 acres in that studio. And what that is going to do, what the capitalist system does, is because of how it works, all the, like Ravi Kaban said, all the, the this real estate around that studio is going to inflate in value. It's a place where a whole lot of black people live the underclass mm -hmm. he could have said i am i am going to use the capitalist model for my studio but for i will not use the capitalist model outside of my studio i have the income and the mm -hmm. resources to buy up all that property at the cheap because that is what those investors did who bought that property up as caban said to sell it at inflated prices mm -hmm. and kick those people out he could have bought up that property. He had the resources with Oprah Winfrey and others that went to the big gala. They could have made that a model. They could have made that a model of capitalism and a form of benign, a form of benign, I don't want to call it socialism, but a form of benign help for those people. They could have turned that property into low-cost area and start having things like introducing people to business, introducing all these things they could have done. Oprah has mm -hmm. billions. All of our, uh, 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 Beyonce has billions. Uh, Beyonce and, and, and uh, Jay-Z. These people could use what all these, you know, when, when like I said, Tyler Perry, uh, I, call, I used to call Tyler Perry in the past a, a, uh, a pimp. And the reason I called him a pimp is, mm -hmm. you know, you made your money from pimping your race. That's what I used to say. I don't say it anymore because he's not doing anything any other corporation isn't doing, not only to black people, but to all Americans. That's what the corporations do. They pimp on the American mm -hmm. people. So my thing is mm -hmm. that he could have broken that cycle and create that benign capitalism that has that degree that's going to help these people. He didn't. I, you know, so I'm, I'm saying... It, it is there. You, you're, you're, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. They should have taken it, or they could well, have taken it to the other level. What I saw in part of that is what I'm seeing everywhere. We've been going to school, colleges, 
for a number of decades yes. now, and most of that goes back into white corporate America. Yes. And so we don't help uplift our own people into this game. If we're going to be in this capitalist game, and you're going to have to pay for insurance, you're going to have to pay for gasoline, those, just the, the food, those essentials, then you must make a wage that is that is that is is in line with what the economy costs. I want to I want to correct so one thing, sir. I'm just trying to figure, sir. I want to correct one thing that you said, because it is. Mm-hmm. I think what you said is a bit dangerous, because that's what that's what the plutocracy wants you to say, and when you say mm-hmm. uh, when you say something to the effect of, uh, they are working for white corporate America. There's nothing. Uh, yeah, okay. corporate uh, corporate America is currently white. Corporations, yes. corporations, and the corporate structure of the Western world is not white. When we when we realize that the culprit is not the race, we can then form the alliances with the people necessary to take it, not take it down, but to make it correct for everybody. You see, because race mm-hmm. is used as that tool to separate people so that we can't get together to get rid of that which hurts us all. And like, I, I, I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard me tell Robbie Caban on the show, I told Robbie Caban, I said, remember when she spoke about white supremacy, I said, white supremacy has little to do with whiteness. When Donald, you don't hear Oprah Winfrey, you don't hear Beyonce, you don't hear Tyler Perry, you don't hear any of these people pushing back on Donald Trump. You don't see any of those people investing in politics done right, investing in all these other, uh, these other uh, institutions that are trying to right the ship. You don't see any of them doing the things that are necessary. If they thought what Donald Trump was pushing was all wrong, they don't do it. The reason why they are capitalists and Donald Trump is good for capitalists. Just the same reason they want to support Joe Biden. Joe Biden is great for capitalists. Mm-hmm. And, and in that regard, hurt people are not well it's, it's not that they're out to hurt people what they're really what they're really out for is to maximize everything for themselves that is the reason tyler perry won't buy up all the land around the base and say i'm going to turn this into an economic zone where we get a where we we give these people a quasi benefit for being there none of that is done mm-hmm. and that's what i'm talking about sir mm-hmm. okay well we are not in the game. I was disappointed in, in, in what I'm seeing. There's still a lot of hope there, yes. especially compared to Houston. Yeah. Oh, but explain, explain. We're not even trying to bring us. Well, Houston is, is shut out so badly economically, especially for, for black people. We're on the bottom and don't even know it. Mm-hmm. All right? There, if you look at the economic disparity studies from places like the city of Houston, where we get less than 3% of the contracts, even though you're paying to the system, that's why they're able to close your schools and so forth. And you look at the state of Texas, where we get less than 1% of the, of the that's, that's economic uplift. That's, vi- that's, vi- that, that's something that's vital to help you afford things, afford things you have to pay for. We're benign to it. Atlanta has a little bit more expectation there. First of all, when it came to blacks in business or African American in business, they were getting twenty-five to forty percent of the money. So they were they were sharing in the money a little bit better with us in that one city, not the whole state of Georgia, but in that particular city, there was a lot more sharing. So we got more uplift, and that came as a result of fights here. It's like we, we are suffering and in, 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 in trying to fantasize our way out of it, like this is not really happening or it's okay. They're gentrifying both places. I see that. I see where, they, where the blacks have been pushed away from Midtown, so I walk through Midtown a lot because I'm doing work there. And I'm walking, and I see all these homeless people, the overwhelming majority of black people. But guess what? 66, 70% of the, pop, of the homeless popul- population in Houston last time I checked was black people. <laughs> you know, so so anyway, um, we are just not even willing to confess up to it. Our churches are now been taken over by this system of capitalism we talk about. Well, they don't even hardly let black people get. They get less. They get less business from black churches. Black people do than than the cities do. Oh, I, so the no, cities are doing a better job. Uh, let me tell you. Don't, don't, uh, let me tell you something, brother. Don't start uh, me on that. 
I I, I okay. want to tell you. So, I, well, I, I want to tell. I want to give some meat to something you just said. There's a very well respected church here in town that I won't name. Uh, there was a. They were. It was early in the. It were early in the nineties when we're, networks were just getting together, and I gave a quote to that church. It was. I always had a one-person operation. I am a software developer, and I also build computers. And I gave a quote for that church. For 41, this is back in the, in the 90s. For 41, I never forgot it. The number stuck in my mind. I gave them a quote for 40-something thousand dollars to network their whole church, run the cables, put it through. They went to a company called mm-hmm. Comp USA, which you know who that used to be back in the I days. Remember. And I remember. They gave, they, and by the way, I prepared a proposal, went to Kinko's, got it in, Bo- in, Bo- I mean, uh, in Boston, put it in a folder in the right way. It's professionally done. They then went and got the quote mm-hmm. from CompUSA, which was done on the back sheet of, a, of, of some other paper and faxed to them. You know who the church went with? Thank you. Mm-hmm. CompUSA. Yep. So, I, I, mean, I understand. I business understand. people tend to see this. Business people tend to understand what's going on because it feeds them. It feeds them and the people that they feed. So as a business person also you begin to see what's really going on underneath the covers a whole lot better. You see the chassis, you see the frame, because you want to be connected to that. Right. And then you start to realize what's really going on. So I understand your point, period. But we also understand the impact that we can do, that we can have in other people's lives when we can hire them and pay them meaningful wages. And that's something that they're keeping us from doing in many places, but it's something we're not even trying enough of. Well, so I, you know, I'm trying to figure out how can we make a difference Somewhere, and um, you know, Houston starts out not such Let a me good tell you place. What I Atlanta think. is, is I'll, getting I'll, worse. I wanted. To, I'm sorry to break in, but I, I really want to get in here before we close. Um, but I, what I want to do is, first of all, um, we cannot isolate the problems that you have in the black community. You cannot isolate the problems you have in the people of color community in general because the same ills that you have in the black community is what you have in the people of color community. But ironically, it's the same ills that you have in Appalachia, the white communities that nobody hears about because the media doesn't want the majority Mm -hmm. population to realize that there is a segment of their population as well that looks just like the barrios and the ghettos, okay? Remember, everything Mm -hmm. is in how things look. What I've always said on my show is when we unite the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia, we are going to win and we would have destroyed the plutocracy. And what I mean by that is when people realize that what we're looking at are human conditions and not anything else and that all the else's, all the everything else's are used as the tool to maintain the power of a few. I know there's a whole lot of movements. ADOS for reparations, which, by the way, I do believe uh, in reparations for African Americans. I don't know in what form it will it, it can be affected, but I do believe that is a necessity because I think otherwise, uh, it is like giving somebody a running start, and you don't you know running start means mm-hmm. you can never catch up. So I mean, those of there are many mm-hmm. of us who superseded the average. We can't look at those mm-hmm. who supersede the average. Right, uh, uh, you know, against the rest, because uh, Bill Gates. Yeah, we're not the benchmark. Right, Bill Gates doesn't use his success to say why those guys in Appalachia can't make it. We shouldn't do the same either. Mm -hmm. We should all have empathy for all people, and not only have empathy for all people, Mm -hmm. but really genuinely understand what the problems are. The reason when Robbie Caban gave that story, I never once looked and said, "Well, those people need to get up off of their butts." They do. But what I wanted to say is they don't know how, or they don't have the they don't have the training and, 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 to, okay. And my thing was we need to be able to reach out and pull them in, exactly, and give them opportunities yes, so sir. that they can be. You know, Tyler and I hiring a bunch of people to do production stuff. These people haven't been trained to do some of the things that he could use and probably help uplift that area. Sir. But he's you know they you do a lot of security stuff, yes. food stuff. Just a lot of things that, that, that come out of that company, but we're not being trained. Those people around there are not being trained to help fill those voids. Absolutely. Sir, look, it's been my pleasure to have you on the show. I really thank you for uh, watching the show. I really thank you for calling into the show. I want to ask you to please remember to uh, share our videos, share our blogs, etc. because this sort of stuff you're not going to get on the mainstream media. So we need to be, we, uh, no. we have, uh, with the coffee party, we have a theme called Be the Media. 
which means we all have to play a part in making sure all our peoples are informed. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so kindly. You have a wonderful day, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, okay, folks, um, we are coming to the end. I had another video to show you. This one didn't have... Uh, this, this one was, was mostly a rant that I did at KPFT 90.1 FM in Houston. But I don't, you know, we, uh, I, that conversation that I just had with the caller, I loved it. I think, uh, I mean, uh, he, uh, he gets it and uh, he had a lot to offer, uh, to expose and to tell us about. Um, we're coming close to the end of the show. I want to ask you all to please do remember that uh, we do a service here. Uh, we are doing something that the mainstream media is not doing. We're doing something the mainstream media cannot do. The mainstream media is, can only generate their income through, uh, me, through advertising from the corporatocracy. And as such, there's just so much they can tell you that's wrong with the hands that feed them. The hands that feed independent media is you, only you. We only owe our loyalty to you. And therefore, uh, you can expect to get the truth from us. Uh, there are times like any other times folks will make mistakes. The important thing is when you work for you. Correcting those mistakes, continuing with the truth, cost us nothing because we work for you. So what I want to ask you is to please go to Politics Done Right and click on that button and choose some form to support independent media. I ask you so kindly because we can only continue this with your support. And there's a whole lot that we have to do, especially in these times. Especially now, we have a lot of work to do. We have so much that you're going to be hit with. Medicare for all, everybody who listens to this show regularly know it's my pet peeve. Because I understand that absent Medicare for all, just about everybody who eventually gets sick will be going bankrupted or dead. And I'm not, that's not hyperbole. We have to let people know that the Texas legislature, in as much as the money has been there, they've refused to take it to ensure one million Texas residents. And that is for many other red states that decided not to take the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. In effect, they're murdering their citizens because without insurance, they all know many of them will die or be sicker. But the, the news media is not telling you that every day. They are not telling you every day when they show you sick people at the hospital that they could have had care. They just say, oh, how nice of people to have a GoFundMe to support. We should never have to have a GoFundMe to support your health. We should never have that. But it's not the mainstream media's focus it must be ours. That most people pay 25% or more for child care when they go to work. That millennials and Gen Xers and even baby boomers are still trying to pay off college debt. Because we gave tax breaks to corporations, reduced the amount of money we placed into colleges so that the tuitions had to be sky high. Corporations no longer invest then in the education, so they get paid twice. They get paid as bankers who collect the interest on these high-priced loans. They get paid because they get the service that somebody else paid for, you and others. But nobody is putting it in that context. We are all, we are all fed a mirage. We're all fed a fallacy. We're all fed that somehow math doesn't matter anymore. I ask you so kindly, I ask you so kindly, support independent media, support politicsdoneright.com. You'll see it on the screen, politicsdoneright.com. Just go there and 
offer some, for, some form, whether it's using our Patreon or our PayPal or whatever, support independent media. You're not going to hear a lot of stuff that we've, that we've spoken about and that we will speak about subsequently other than through independent media. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. I do appreciate, I thank you for spending this time with me. You know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is, at Egberto Willie. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four.